What do you get when you throw two natural-born intuitive mediums together with a passion for animals and empowerment? Spirits, angels, and guides. Oh, my. I'm empowerment medium Tara Diana. And I am intuitive medium Nancy Brady. Together, we focus on the good. The bad. And the ugly of working with the spirit realm. But mostly, we're focusing on the good. Hey, Tara. Hello. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. Welcome, everyone. This is the number one first podcast of, and what's our name, Tara? Spirits, angels, and my guides. Oh, my. <laughs> Scratching already by the dog in the background. <laughs> Here we are. We are We are two mediums. We both have a very beautiful flair of the way we work together, and we have titled our podcast after the work we do or who we work with which is angel spirits and guides. Oh, my. And um, I think, you know, just making reference to the puppers that are walking around in the background, if anyone hears anything, Tara and I have much love for many critters in our lives. So you may hear the occasional wolf. You might hear the occasional parrot squawking. There's all sorts of critters in our world. (laughs) And it may be many wolves. (laughs) So we just welcome them because dogs and parrots are good energy, so... That's right. That's right. So today we thought we'd cover, you know, and start out with really covering what the the premise was behind starting the podcast. We really wanted to share our learnings with everyone who's listening. And, you know, I'm I'm from the school of thought of always be learning. And if I can take something I've learned and share it easily, why not? I agree. And Nancy, I don't know how long you've been doing your mediumship for, but I have been doing it for so long that anything I have now, I feel is tried and true. I feel like I've hit the mark with being a medium in regards to how it flows. So I love to share the little techniques and things like that. But also I love to talk about the different aspects of the metaphysical and the spiritual world. So I'm not just a medium. I'm a medium who is of service as you are. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because Tara's been practicing forever. And I've, um, it's only within the last five years I've really gotten out of my dining room and started doing this publicly. So it's another lesson that it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter when you start doing the work. It just matters that you do the work. And, and that's, I guess, part of our messaging that we really want to get is that, you know what, everybody can be a medium. Everybody's a psychic. And, Take what you can and leave the rest of all the information we're going to be sharing with you. just want to remind you, well, not remind you, but remind everyone that, yeah, everyone is a medium and everyone is a psychic. Not everyone should do the work. And that is something that I feel is very valid in putting it out there. We have the tools. It's given to everyone. But not everyone is actually meant to do the work. It takes a certain kind of individual to be able to pull all that energy together and make it work and work well. I couldn't agree more. And I, you know, the biggest thing for me, and I don't know about you, Tara, but there has to be a lot of integrity and ethics that come into the work that we do. You know, I, I you've heard me say it before. I, I have like a big thing against the, how Hollywood has created this image of mediumship and the show up and throw up kind of thing. And oh, disclaimer, we're going to be, we may swear occasionally on this podcast. But, you know, it is it is definitely something that if you're interested in learning, we're going to share some of our tips and tricks and we're going to share some of our journey with you. 
And I think it's going to be fun. I think so too. And so let's start though with the whole concept of being a medium and spirits and angels and guides and, you know, kind of what does that mean? If you're following anyone in the metaphysical spiritual world, you're going to know what a lot of this is. But this is our perspective of it. And let me tell you, like Nancy said, I've done this work for a very long time. I have come across many, many, many different people who do this work. And one thing that you cannot dispute is that we are guided by beings that choose to work with us. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, I started seeing a lot of them as a child. For me, it was a lot more elemental energies, work with animal energies, and my spirit guides. You know, we, everybody thinks, oh, she's playing with an imaginary friend in her bedroom. We were already having a good chinwag, right? You are literally connecting to other beings. You are connecting to the animal energy. And I don't think we mentioned that you are an animal communicator, both uh, in this this realm. So the animals that we have, like talking to my dogs, I can just say, Nancy, you know, you know <laughs> I don't do that. I can pick up any dog stuff. But there are times I'm like, Nancy, I need something from Doji. Tell me. Um, but she also is, you know, you, you're a fabulous communicator of animals on the other side. And this is what makes us our, gives us our flavor. I'm an empowerment medium. The messages I get from spirit, evidential or not. Evidential mediumship is one of those things, and we'll get into that down the road, uh, that I have all sorts of issues with. But I, I am an empowerment medium. My connection to spirit is solely to provide you with the highest and best message, whether you want to hear it or not, baby, but the highest and best message to move you forward, to show you how to move into your best self moving forward. Why else would spirit work with us? I literally don't feel spirit comes through to tell us all the terrible things that we have done in our lives, et cetera, et cetera. That is just not, not that's not the contract I have with spirit. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, and Nancy, you know, you have been talking to animals for a very long time. You are literally a Dr. Doolittle, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and the one thing I do love is when I do work with Tara or I work with other individuals or even when Tara and I are teaching, there's so many different unique people out there that do things differently. And so when you're working with spirit, it's so nice to not, you know, not everybody should be craft dinner. Somebody needs to be Penne and someone needs to be Alfredo. There needs to be all sorts of different options that, you know, and you want to be your most unique you and do what empowers you the most, right? So what resonates you? So spirit, my guides, I have, I have human guides. I have a lot of animal guides though. And I know for Tara, you probably are the same, but you're, you know, I have a spirit team. That's what I call mine, a spirit team. And when I learned who my spirit team was, it, I have uh, you know, several, several different kinds. So I have a whole, uh, I call them my familiars. So these are the animals that I work with, right? Badger, otter, these are my animals. And then of course I have my, my mediumistic guide, my master teacher, which is an ascended master. So I've, I've learned who I work with and how I work with them. But as you just mentioned, everyone does it differently. So yeah, we are all so unique, but what the concept is, is that we all have a spirit team or spirit guides in some form. Absolutely. And so would you say, Tara, that you have a lot of angels that you work with? What's your experience with, with that? So the angelic realm and I, that's how I started all of this. So I had imaginary friends when I was little. I, I you know, didn't sleep at night. And I'll tell you something, you guys. When your children come to you and be like, there's monsters under the bed, I'm scared, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't sleep 
through the night from the age of four to 12 years old. My parents took me psychologists, et cetera, et cetera. I just didn't because I was up playing with these people, these imaginary friends. Um, Nancy, what the hell was the question? Uh, the angelic realm, like, you know, how, how you work with the angelic realm. <laughs> so much fun for all of us. So the angelic realm. So when I first started, when I stepped out of, out of my box, uh, I connected to the angel cards and this always makes me laugh and I'm going to, someone's going to do me dirty in, in the comments down here, but I've always had an issue with Doreen Virtue. I, I'm going to do this. Because she was back back when I first said, okay, I'm going to present myself out there. I'm going to put myself out there. Um, I took, so, I had some of her cards and whatnot. I wasn't focused on the mediumship aspect quite yet. I was kind of dabbling. And and she was doing these workshops with James Van Prague and all these people where they would fly in, John Edward, into town and do a two-day um, angel card reading certificate. And, and all these people that were seeing me already as clients yeah. were like, oh, I'm an angel card reader. And these websites were popping up. And I was like, are you telling me that I've spent my whole life learning, developing, growing, becoming more, doing more? And I could have just taken a Doreen Virtue, you know, two-day class and become an angel card. So the angelic realm for me wasn't like that. It wasn't about cards. I dabbled in them. It was literally being able to sit in a quiet space and bring the angelic realm to me. And, and that actually was a form of me learning how to channel I channeled the angelic realm. That's exciting. And that's, you know, and it's something um, I have channeled, but it's certainly not something, and we can talk about channeling certainly on another episode, but it's not something that I've really deep dove into because of where I choose to work within my energy within the animal realm, right? Right. So it's a, it's a very different thing. And, then, and I love that. I love hearing all the different stories that come to you. I have to agree with you, though. Like, I mean, just because you take a class on the weekend, it doesn't mean that you've done the work and suddenly you're you're certified, right? It's it's a lifetime of learning, in my opinion, and I'm always learning. And I, you know, again, you know, taking courses and things like that they, that builds your repertoire. It builds up your resume of of what you know and how you sink into it. But you only take what resonates. So when you learn how to work with your guides. And there's a, there's a bevy of guides. You know, when I teach it, I tell you to go in and find the ones that resonate with you. There is not a, there is not a parking guide. There is not a food shopping grocery guide. Uh, you know, that's called manifestation skills, right? Let's be honest. I, I listen, I call, I, I have weird labels. I'm not like the traditional read the book and call them what everybody else is calling them. I will call it a joy guide. If I want to get a good parking spot, I call them my joy guides. And I'm like, I need a good parking spot. But that's just what I call it. See, you're manifesting. You're manifesting. You're a master manifester, girl. <laughs> but, you know, that leads to an interesting thing as well. Like when we talk about guides and angels, there's all these reference points out there. There's these books like, you know, I think there's there's a generic. Yes. OK, we've got the master guide. We've got like a mediumship guide. We've got a gatekeeper guide. You know, but a lot, there's so many other guides out there that I don't think it goes in a in a cookie cutter platform. Like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe when you're teaching your students, you're teaching them the basic bevy of guides and then they come yeah. journey past that, right? Absolutely. So when we we do the spirit the spirit guides and we we tap into that energy, it is it is the core. So it helps you learn what the vibrational frequency is within you, like the chemist whatnot. I mean, I don't, 
let's be straight up and honest. I don't play with those guides anymore. I know they're there. I know who they are. I don't need them in that space anymore. Now, my spirit teacher, et cetera, et cetera, they work with me on a consistent basis. But I'll say this. You talked about the angelic realm, and I'm going to say it. When you learn whose realm you sit in, when it comes to the archangels, and there are friends, when we talk about the archangels, there are so many archangels. There is as many archangels out there as there is bones in your body. I mean, we could just go on and on and on about the, the archangels. There are four major archangels that we talk about for like that. There are four major archangels. Uh, but when you learn which realm you work in out of those four, there is something uplifting about that. Whether it's Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, Raphael, forget Metatron, forget Haniel, forget Shemuel, Well, there is. Don't worry about them. But if you can tap into the four and pull the one out, right? That, that resonates with you, then you're working in a specific energy that empowers you. It's your part of your personality almost. Because if it's Michael, it's strength, it's protection, it's perseverance. If it's Gabriel, it's creation. If it's Uriel, it's wisdom. And Raphael is healing, right? So if you're sitting in that energy, you have a tool to work with. Isn't that interesting? And, you know, I've always just been drawn to Michael. I've always been drawn yep. to Michael. I've worked with Michael for a long time. You know, I have um, a dear friend who who's right into angels. That's her jam. That's all she does is angel stuff. And, um, you know, I'll dip my toe in. I'll hang out with Michael for a bit. But then I'm right back with animals. Like, I'd rather be in that realm. And I, I mean, isn't that the whole thing about developing and growing and taking what works with you? Yes. In the spirituality? You know, uh, you, uh, do I talk to Michael every single day? No. Do I know the energy to put out if I need something specific? Yeah. And so, that's the tool. And so when we talk about learning who your spirit guides are, who your teachers are, who your guides are, who the angelic realm you work with is, literally what we are saying to you is learn the flavors that work with you. And then that becomes part of your toolbox to use when you are living the human life. Because we're spirit having a human experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Oh, and you guys, you, you may have just, you guys might have just heard my dog leaving the room. She was having a little snore fest there and off she gave him a very crazy shake and off she left. So <laughs> So that's fantastic. I would say, you know, I enjoy watching Tara work when she's talking. And this is, this is one thing that was, is quite entertaining. I bought my mom a reading from my niece, who's also medium. And, um, I tend to not do readings for family because I feel it's better to send them to someone else. Yep, I agree. Um, but my mom was quite fascinated by the fact that my niece does what you and I do a lot. When we're channeling and we're talking or whatever you want to call it with spirit, sometimes I will forget and I will talk out loud to them and I will be like, okay, yeah, no, slow down. No, I need you to, you know, bring that back. Hold on. And, and, and I never thought how funny it was for who's sitting, getting a reading on the other side or, you know, sitting in front of us as our clients going, who are you talking to? Well, of course, we're talking to your spirit guides. We're talking to your loved ones. We're talking to your people. Our right? guides. Or our guides, right? And, and it wasn't until my mom had pointed that out and said, I found it very interesting how often she talked to your dad or to my angels. And I just, I had to chuckle because just don't pay attention as, as someone who's actually doing it, right? No, not at all. And here is the, here's a super cool thing about when when we 
realize at a conscious level that we are communicating with beings that other people can't see. This includes loved ones, too. We can put the loved ones in as well, right? People mm-hmm. that have crossed over. But when we realize that we are consciously communicating with them, it's like just having a conversation with someone else. Now, I just want to clarify something. It is not like you can just ask them all these questions and they'll just answer you straight up like Nancy and I are talking. But you become so comfortable in your connection to spirit, to the angelic realm, to the ascended masters. You become so comfortable in that space that for you, it is like having that conversation. It's like, okay, hang on, hang on. Too many people talk to me at once. Diddy up here. Go into different little spots. I'll get to you when I can. And and they respect that. Totally. I think one of my... Tara and I recently took a trip to Sedona and it was quite wonderful because we went with these other lovely mediums and we went to the petroglyphs for the day and there was um, one of the little ladies who used to live in the petroglyphs following Tara around and, you know, all of us, it didn't even phase us that Tara just started talking out loud to her and she's like, oh, I have a lady here. Oh, you're sick. Oh, okay. And then she'd relay what they were saying and we were all like, oh, yes. And of course, the guide was so excited that you know, we could deliver messages that, that he's like, what else is she so? Yes. She was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Explain that a little bit. So, so when, when this woman was coming through, she was indigenous and she was a lovely, lovely, lovely spirit, but she, she was a little ramped up. And in her language, she, he would say something, our guide would say something and she would legitimately be like poking at me and say, mm. and in her language, she would say, correct this or this, as opposed to what he was saying. And, and you know, you have to give the message. Now, we were in Sedona. Let's be straight up. We were in Sedona. He, he was telling, you know, stories out his wazoo about different things. Some of them were a little bit far reaching but but he was doing his best to entertain us and whatnot and I, I you know and it's sometimes it's hard when you have a group of mediums or you have a group of people that are very spiritual and they connect to spirits guides helpers keepers all of them because you you can't necessarily pull one over on us do you do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so when this woman was was coming through in spirit and saying to me please say this to him uh, he actually took it. You, you're not wrong. He was, he was happy to hear it, which was cool. It was super cool, and it was even about, which I loved about. So you know, the side of the rock, just to paint the picture, excuse me, had worn away different places where there was actually levels of housing, and so she was correcting on where some of the rooms should have been when he was calling it one style of room. And, and she's like, oh, no, 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 that's this room. That's what we did in this room. And, you know, even with some of um, the interpretations of some of the drawings in the petroglyphs, she was correcting on that. And it was it was very wonderful and heartwarming how he did take it. And he was like, OK, this was cool. Right. Because as a human, as me being the interpreter, because as a medium, I'm the conduit. Right. It was a little bit like, do I say anything? This is this nice ball game. Do I go in? But I genuinely find that when I receive something, it's with purpose. And I'm, I would be doing a disservice not to say anything. And I have no fear of like someone being like, what the F is she talking about? Like what kind of, that stuff doesn't like phase me anymore. You don't have to believe me. I'm not here to prove anything to you. 
uh, the sincerity in the message I give or what I'm giving generally justifies me speaking out. But yeah, um, he was open to it. So that was cool. And let's face it, our, our contract is with spirit. Our whole work that we do is for spirit on behalf of spirit. And yes, we help many people as we do it, but that's who my contract is with. Absolutely. So how do you, Nancy, how did you meet your guides, girl? Well, okay, let's take it back a little bit. So um, I grew up on a place called Vancouver Island, and there is a little area, um, I guess, that there was a, a scope of Indigenous people there, and one of them was my friend, and he started teaching me about spirit guides and animal guides and everything like that. And of course, I'm going to art college at the time, and um, he would say to me, he, he was telling me all these, oh, this, you know, this is your animal spear guide and this is that and this is that and he's and he says pay attention to what's following you around and I said oh I just have a giant black crow following me and he was like no 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 no, that's a raven I'm like a raven I'm like oh like I wanted a panther or a tiger or a bear or something and he was like Nancy it doesn't work that way I'm like okay so I just started really embracing Raven and and Raven for me has always been very interesting because my master guide morphs between a physical Raven and a man and a man wearing a Raven head, depending on when we're connecting and how we're connecting. And I just started painting pictures of him. I started talking to him. I started meditating with him. And whenever I need guidance, a physical Raven will, will show up. And that's his way of showing me and, and affirming. And even though we still talk and we communicate yeah. all the time, you know, that's that's sort of my symbology. That so someone through. told you, someone came through and said, you need to learn about your guides. And this is, this is, yeah, I think that's how most of us do it. I mean, a lot of people talk about guardian angels and just knowing that someone's with them. Yeah. Just knowing, you know, I feel like an angel. And people go to the angelic realm for that because it's the easiest one. It's the most talked about one because... Even organized religion, um, for the most part, connects to the angelic realm. So, so you know, I have a guardian angel. Oh, I feel like an angel is walking with me. Yeah, uh, nine times out of ten, it's it's likely not angelic. It's more likely your guides. And and I truly believe, as I've been told by spirit, that the guides pick us because yeah. they have something that they can work with with us. So before we're even like born and placed in this, I'm gonna say in this very cruel world right now. Uh, yeah. before we're even here, the guides are like, hey, Nancy, I got you. I'm a raven over here, please. And I've got medicine for you. And I like yeah. that terminology because that's what I truly believe it is. Uh, it's medicine for us. So uh, I truly, truly believe that. And, you know, your guides, they can change, friends. They can. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't had a lot of mine change. I've, the only one that I've had is my... Um, I call them my my healer uh, for the energy work I do for myself and others when it comes to healing modalities, let's just call it. And that that's the only one. It went from an indigenous woman who spoke in many different tongues to a black panther who just sits in front of me. I don't question it. I feel the mm -hmm. power of it. I accept the power of it. And my master teacher is Kuan Yin. So when I channel, I tend to channel Kuan Yin, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and how do you do it? Do you sit in a bathtub? When I'm chatting? No, when you were reading. It's a funny story because remember when we were chatting about this beforehand, you're like, well, you know, let's do an ex give them an exercise. And you said they can be sitting in the bathtub. And I was laughing because I'm going to tell you something here, guys. Here's a quick, quick thing. 
a man by the name of Andrew, whose last name I can't remember. He's he was a hypnotherapist who also did channeling, but but he he's been out of my world for a very very long time. He was a lovely man though. He told about this story about being in his bathtub and he was relaxed and he was laying there and his eyes were closed and he opened up his eyes and on the wall was a tiger's head, and it was reaching out towards him. And it was it was mouth was open and it wasn't like trying to eat him in the bathtub. It was communicating with him, and he was so stunned by this. And and it was such a, a, a monumentous event for him. And yeah. he really dove into the tiger medicine and realized a lot of stuff about himself by that tiger coming through. That is a guide. That is a type of guide. Right? In the bathtub, Nancy. Well, <laughs> I have to agree with you on, on, on all of those fronts. For me, when I'm doing the work, um, I have a lot of the same guides that have stayed with me as well. I have a lot that change and come in depending on the needs or medicine that I need at the time. Um, I do have three consistent guides. Like when we opened up talking about, I've got my main guide. I've also got my mediumship guide and my gatekeeper. They seem to not really change. They they seem to be the same. And usually, because for me, water is an amplifier, I find I've always been drawn to water. I love water. Even when I was on the island, I used to stand when there was huge storms and watch the water crashing on the break wall. And I just felt uplifted and recharged. So if there's any way for me to really get into something quickly, it's getting into a bath, getting into the pool, getting into a lake or getting in. Yeah. Or getting into the forest. Like I really connect with trees as well. Um, So if I'm around that energy, I find it amplifies and it lifts things up. For other people, it's just sitting in meditation or... I was just going to say to you, if I was to recommend this to anyone who, who wants to, hey, I want to meet my my guides, I would simply say, now I am not, and and as we continue our series here, you're going to find this out about me, I am not a huge fan of meditation. Uh, I give a great meditation, I'll take you anywhere, baby, but <laughs> me to sit in it, it's, it's just not my forte. And I don't believe that you have to have a mindfulness and stillness and all these things to be in meditation. But I do believe that if you can find a quiet space, right, and, and just sit in that quiet space and trust a process. And, and I think we're going to talk about trust in our next episode, too. He's going to yes, be a for us. Trusting the process. If you can trust yourself to at least be open to receive, you will start to be able to bring in different guides, right? It's always nice to have someone kind of help you in that process, but you can simply sit down in a forest, in a bathtub, in in a room back here and, you know, have a cup of tea with you and just be open. What am I feeling? Who's coming through? Is it is it a, a shadow? Is it a form? What What is your name, friend? And of course, that will go into talking a bit about the trusting of the process, but Beginners, that's the easiest way. And I know lots of people that have been doing this work forever, Nancy, that just slip into that state if they're going to open up to receive anything, including uh, loved ones. 100%. And it just takes, like you said, practice and trust, right? I think you and I both are the same. We're, we're both too kinetic to sit still for that long. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there is a ton of really great guided meditations on YouTube as well for if you really want to sit down and meet someone, put some beautiful music on, whatever, whatever it is that helps you get in that just chill moment and, and just be open. I, I always suggest to people too, to have a journal and write your experiences because as you progress on this journey, we often tend to forget the things that were so epic and exciting when it first happened. 
Absolutely. Journaling is bar none the best tool to document and date everything. Yes. Like for real, date it and be able to come back and be like, damn, I met, you know, so-and-so guide or so-and-so angel on the 27th of March and, you know, 1972. And, and here we are, you know, now, and I've, I've got a new message from this individual. Those are fun things to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about meeting your guides so that you can get this wisdom and this knowledge. It's about taking yourself to a new level with all the tools that you can easily and effortlessly use. 100%. And and I say this all the time, and I think you say this too. We are built with this inner GPS and this connection to the divine. So why would we not use it? So you don't, you know, people who are listening, they don't have to do what you or I do. But why would you not tap into that inner wisdom that we have within ourselves, the connection we have to these loved beings and um, say, hey, let's make life a little bit easier because life isn't meant to be hard. It's meant to be lived. It's meant to be experienced. But if you if you ask for your help with from a little bit of your guides, a little bit of your loved ones on the other side, it can be made a little bit easier with the lessons we're here to to learn. Absolutely no lie detected. It's spirits, angels, whatever you choose to work with, loved ones. It is all about the connection and what you get from it. And if you have to work hard to get that connection, sometimes you have to unravel a whole lifetime of preconceived notions and teachings that, you know, really aren't yours. Mm -hmm. Patience, patience. I think that's a whole other episode we need to talk about religion and unraveling a lot of that to get to a place of that spirituality of of the preconceived notions because I know you know for myself I was raised Roman Catholic and I had to unpack a lot of those 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 beliefs because my whole life it was like no there's something more right there's something yeah wait till you get me talking about religion that's I mean, <laughs> you may the few viewers will have <laughs> anyway it's all good. It's all good. It's part of everyone's journey. We have to all learn that. I think, uh, you know, when I was in university, the best thing I ever did was take a religious studies class because it realized that everything came back to one belief. Yeah. That was that there's a bit something bigger than us. There's the universe, spirit, God, Allah, whatever you want to call it. It's out there. And um, we call it the one consciousness and spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, I think, Miss Tara, we should wrap it up. And and next time, uh, Tara already alluded to it, we're going to talk about trust and the development path. You know, I, I want you guys to come back for that one. If you come back for anything, come back for that one. <laughs> because the trust is the number one, the number one thing that stops people in their tracks from progression in their spiritual journey. Straight up. Straight up. Nancy? I get 100% on that. Yes. Okay. We're good to go, guys. We'll back to you next time. I'm Tara Diana. I'm Nancy Brady. And the dogs were quiet. I feel like it's a win. It was a win. Have a great night, everyone. See you.